This episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers, they're here to help. He has time, launches it to the end zone. Touchdown, Terrence Williams. Goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He oh. Oh, he's going to work. Wesley up the right sideline. He's got to go. He's tackled. Sam Houston wins it. The Bearcats capture their first FCS championship. Hello and welcome to the Republic of Football show that's been glued to their phones since about Sunday afternoon-ish when our first head coaching news kind of kind of dropped for the season. I'm your host, Ishmael Johnson, the assistant managing editor here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Right next to me is somebody, the other person who was glued to their phone and is still glued to their phone, a college insider, Mike Craven. Mike, what's up, man? Doing pretty good. Trying to be Adam Schefter yeah, right man, now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Maybe taking some text messages and calls during the show. Who knows? Right, right. <laughs> um, the off season is the season. Yeah, and we're we're into that we're to into that, that mode. So uh, it's it's actually the time where it probably gets busy. the the season's kind of a break, right? You know, and yeah. then it then it gets it gets real real big right now because all not even just the head coaches, assistant coaches, everybody's jockeying for new jobs, seeing what's out there, what's opening up, and so it's uh it's a fun time to be in this business. Yep, exactly. Um, we will get into what we're the latest of what we're hearing from the Texas State head coaching search, but of course, letting making sure you can hear us and see us pretty well over there is. Mallory Hartley. Mallory, how are you? Good. Good to be here. Good. As always. What was that? No, what? I moved my drink. That scared me. <laughs> well, I was like, <laughs> golly. Oh, do you think uh, something you like collapsed? Hey, I've got my Dr. Pepper here, too. Yeah. So it's yeah. a Well, it's my a straw was sticking up into the video. I didn't want to. I didn't want Rhett Lashley yelling at me for having a straw on, <laughs> on camera. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, would, oh my God. Yeah, our number one that. fan, Rhett Lashley. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally not, not a straw guy. Not a straw God. guy. That's I forgot about that. Yeah, that's great. Um, anyway, so like we mentioned, you know, we're me and Mike Craven. This is like a unique situation for me because usually I'm not involved in the in like a coaching search. But obviously, being a former beat writer, being an alum of Texas State, I do still have some connections there. And so I've been, you know, me and Craven have been kind of tag teaming this a little bit. This news, um, and I guess the latest, what we can more or less confirm is that this feels like a two man race. Yep. Yeah, um, Kev put out a, a yeah. report of that earlier today, and I mean, I think I'm hearing the exact same stuff. I think you're hearing the exact same stuff. I am too. This felt like a three-man race from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It was uh, G.J. Kenny, Casey Keeler, Eric Morris. Uh, I think it's assumed that Kenny's going to get a quote-unquote better job. And, sure. You know, whether Tulsa is a better job than Texas State or not may be debatable, but he played quarterback there. That's his alma mater. Uh, that makes sense. The American, you know, a little bit more money than the Sun Belt. So, mm-hmm. so I get that one. So it does feel like it's a two-man race between Sam Houston head coach Casey Keeler and Washington State offensive coordinator Eric Morris, who, of course, was the head coach at Incarnate Word uh, for four years before this past season. And uh, I think both of those guys would be great hires. I think I could make arguments on why each one of them would be better than the other. And sure. if you're Texas State, it does feel like you're in a position to land. So you're going you're gonna to get a good grade either way. Mm-hmm. You know, like either of these guys um, is going to be good for your program, probably a step in the right direction. And so – I would be surprised if this thing lingers into the weekend. I would think by Friday afternoon, Saturday, we know who's the head coach is going to be. I was about to say the the speed at which this 
this materialized, right? Immediately we heard three names come to the surface. We heard some other peripheral names, right? You uh, check the, the article we have where Mike's been updating kind of, let's just put it this way. The article that he's been updating with candidates is a mix of people we think will be good, but also names that we've heard yeah. from people, right? right? So there is there are names that we, that are in there that maybe haven't been publicly acknowledged or things like that, but we've heard were at least contacted or at least in the, the dossier, I guess you can say. Um, but more or less, it pretty quickly narrowed down to those three, and then quickly as, as Tulsa opened up, it became more presumptive, probably more on Texas State's end, that you know uh, G.J. Kenny probably wouldn't – if, if it yeah. came down to the two, it's hard to – you never want to be the one that's rejected. right? And, and he's going to listen to offers. Yes. And Texas State wants this to get done. Yes. And, he de- and he's still in the playoffs. Right. And you never want – and like I said, you never want to be rejected. Right. right. You never want to be the one that's like – they offered G.J. Kenny and he turned it down for Tulsa, right? You never want that to happen. So they took themselves more or less out of that, uh, that situation. And now, yeah, it's down to two very capable, very interesting, different and so different candidates too. Right? I, yes, they very are. different. And so, I think, like you mentioned, this is going to get done pretty quickly. Texas, uh, everybody I've heard, right, except for ironically, I mean, not ironically, Texas State's obviously not going to say anything, right? <laughs> A lot of like they're they're the ones doing the search, mm-hmm. but talking around the program and talking to people we know, they have been contacted, right? Those two have been contacted. And they've been transparent, right? About as about as transparent and clear as like these are the two guys, yeah. right? Basically. And so I think that's something that's been kind of refreshing. Because <laughs> yeah. typically you see like smoke screens kind of everywhere and typically you see a bunch of people like, oh well, I don't know, they're this guy over here. And you throw like six names out there. Right. Like I remember when I was covering the the Jake Spavadol, uh, when they originally hired Jake Spavadol like seven names came across. Right. You're like, who's really involved? Because they're in floating it. it. Right, exactly. They're, they're trying tr- to see what the reaction's going to be. Exactly. And, and one name that did float out that I'm so happy that did not float around this time was Kendall Bryles. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will say that right now. <laughs> one name that floated out when Jake Spavadol was hired was Kendall Bryles. Immediately got shot down by the entire fan base, and that name went away very quickly. Yeah. So I was very happy that that did not happen this time. Um, but yeah, so there have been names floated around, but nothing solid outside of these two. And so I think... Like you mentioned, this will be pretty good. So, you know, keep it tuned to us, textfootball.com. Mike Craven will have uh, everything ready to go. As soon as we hear something, as soon as we have something solid, you know, this is moving fast. We're trying to move fast with it, and we'll be updating you because, uh, yeah, I'm, early signing period's coming up, and Texas State has a bunch yeah. of players entering the portal. So yeah, they portal gotta, opens <laughs> Friday for business. They are, or, they I mean, are trying to. <laughs> November 5th <laughs> yes. is when that opens for business. They want to have somebody December in 5th. there. Yeah, December 5th. I'm yeah. sorry. They want to have somebody in there by then. I'm trying to see what date December 5th is. So that's next month. That's next Monday. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I was about to so, say, they want to uh, have somebody. In the, that's why you're seeing. They want to have Ke- somebody in the chair. Yes. Introduce. Do, introduce press conference talking to people stuff. who are maybe announced they're entering the portal trying to bring them back yeah. right because you got to recruit the team again basically and then see what they can do on their own so yeah, yeah. um we'll be in we'll be in touch uh, we'll be all over that because yeah we presumably got about three more days ideally um yeah. if texas state has their calendar right um we got about three more days of this search so we'll but see speaking of kendall bryles oh man speaking of Unfortunate coordinator hires also. Um, Texas A&M is in the market for a new offensive coordinator firing Daryl Dickey, who, um, I don't know, kind of like offensive coordinator asterisk. Because, like, it's Jimbo Fisher's offense. It's Jimbo Fisher's play calls. Jimbo Fisher's game planning. It's just like a a dummy. It's like, like it's he's a, a test dump. Like, it's just kind of there. He's, like, he's not going to do I, anything. Don't get me wrong. He's an I assistant know? to he's the just, regional manager. He's right. A, 
Right. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I understand Daryl Dickey that does. Is, that is what it that is. I understand <laughs> Daryl Dickey does some stuff. Right. 100%. He was a very accomplished head coach in North Texas. Yeah. Right. Awesome dude. Yeah. Awesome dude. It's Jimbo Fisher's offense. Nobody exactly. was looking at Daryl Dickey and saying, why is Daryl Dickey's offense not running well? Right. Right. 100%. Assistant to the regional And so manager. Mike Craven put out an article because this presumably opens a door for Jimbo Fisher to have an outside voice in, right? Potentially. Presumably. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Potentially. So Mike Craven threw together some uh, some some options. Yep. Uh, Jimbo <laughs> some Fisher. realistic, some probably not. Yeah. Um, Jimbo Fisher hasn't given us a call on this <laughs> podcast yet, <laughs> but we're hoping that he takes a look at Mike Craven's recommendations. Yeah. Because we think we can help fix some of this. I'm here to help. This. Yeah, exactly. I'm he here needs to, to hop on. Like, we're see- I mean, look, that's we why he needs to, to call us. It's right one now. of my off-season goals. Get him on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Finally, we're yeah. gonna. It's gonna happen. Even if I gotta walk into it, like and just. Like, I will guarantee you. Th- I will guarantee you this. Like 2020, when he's walking to his truck outside, you know, like, hey, yeah, coach, right. I gotta go quick, quick, you know. <laughs> I guarantee you, we will have the new Texas State head coach on twice before we have Jimbo Fisher on again. <laughs> we <laughs> might have already. Once. We might have already had him on a couple times. I know. <laughs> That's possible. Good point. <laughs> That's great. So, Mike, what were you, let's talk about this article a little bit. You can go check it out on TexasFootball.com for all of his reasonings on all the guys. But let's also talk about why maybe some of those guys aren't yeah. <laughs> going to be the answer. Right. This is Mike Craven will do a little bit of a uh, little bit of insight and reporting into what he's hearing. So I put together that list, you know, because those lists do well, you yeah, know, sure. you know, for the most part. Um, and, I, and I think some of them are really like Garrett Riley, I think, would be an excellent hire. Mm-hmm. You know, A&M can afford him. They can pry him from TCU is about to play, you know, for Big 12 championship college football playoff. I, I think that would be a really smart hire. I think Joe Brady trying to get him back into the college ranks sure. and giving him the keys to, to the castle and just saying, hey, is right now. Buffalo Bills QB coach. Oh, okay, that's a good job. Um, and <laughs> so, you know, get him back get him back in there. Um, you know, I think even somebody like Tom Herman, if he misses on, you know, head Colorado coaching jobs around yeah. around the country or, you know, if he thinks the OC job at A&M gets him a quicker path to a big-time FBS job more so than Colorado or mm-hmm. something like that. I think those are names names to look around. But what I found interesting was when I put out that story, I had three or four coaches, a couple head coaches, a couple assistants on offense across the state reach out to me and say essentially the same thing, and that is no way, no how. Mm-hmm. That none of those guys on the list will get hired or get approached because Jimbo Fisher is simply not going to give up the offensive play calling duties is the same way that Gary Patterson had a really hard time giving up defensive play calling duties at TCU. He hired a new DC to quote unquote, be the guy. Mm-hmm. But one of the running jokes in college football would be Gary Patterson would come back from second half in a different colored shirt. Right. Cause he would take Call over plays. play yeah. calling duties. Cause he was upset about how it went in the first half. And so I think the storyline here, as much as it is about who he hires as Jimbo Fisher, as his OC is what he hires as his OC. Is mm-hmm. it really going to be a guy who he lets come, in and have autonomy or is it going to be a guy who comes in and just adds some principles and and is kind of a second secondary eye secondary ear sure uh, but somebody who does not have you know carte blanche to just do whatever they want and call plays and however they want to I think I lean more towards that I think I lean more towards Jimbo not being able to do that Right. I'm not wanting to do that because he's making $86 million guaranteed either way, and why not go down with the ship the way you want to go down with it? Right. I was about to say, this is my my boat, right? I'm the the captain, and you paid me this much to be the captain and be this. And, like, I just beat LSU. Exactly. (laughs) And I understand. Like, I understand you beat LSU, almost beat Alabama. Like, you know, I'm doing it right. Um, And I understand, obviously, if you're A&M fans, right, because you're seeing – what he does well in terms of recruiting and just building the thing 
but then you see obviously what he's not doing well, and it's like that's what's holding you back. Now, I'm going to read some of his coordinators through his tenure at – offensive coordinators through his tenure at Florida State. You see if these, any of these names strike – Strike fear, right? Into like, ooh, that guy. Randy Sanders. Lawrence Dossie. Into the prolific <laughs> modern coordinators <laughs> you yet? You could be making up names at this moment. <laughs> you should mix in just a few made-up names and see if anybody even like... Right, I know, right. <laughs> um, by the way, that was it. Um, <laughs> they, just had, they just had those two. Um, <laughs> he doesn't hire... Yeah. He, doesn't, he, he is what he is, right? He's a very... Look, if this was 2007, he'd be running the best damn offense we've seen. Oh, my goodness. Right? He'd be coaching up quarterbacks. He'd be coaching up the best Christian Ponders you've ever seen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally his quarterbacks. Yeah. Christian Ponders. That's, that's yeah. what he rolls out. Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, I like that AM fans are giving a lot more respect to Kellen yeah. Mond because they were like, that guy actually like yeah. had to relearn how to be a quarterback yeah, and actually good. was pretty good at it. Pretty good. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it, it'll be a fun – Thing to watch because we're going to see the real names emerge and we're like that guy there's yeah. going to be a couple of that guy right. <laughs> those names right. um when you're a&m and you can you can hire anybody but then again we also said that about a certain defensive coordinator hire you can hire anybody and you hired dj durkin yep. so you know that's why kendall bryles is not a quite not a name that's out of the mix right i was about to say there's yeah. uh some uh there's there's uh let's, uh, let's just say there's a uh, not a yeah, I won't say it. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our actual segment. Um, <laughs> smart man. Also, I think it's worth mentioning, too, that the North Texas Athletic Director, Ren Baker, is yes. has accepted a job to be the athletic director at West Virginia. Yes. So that is congratulations a, that to him. That's a that's a that's awesome. Yeah, really, that he is did a wonders big at North Texas and, and that's really cool for him. So yeah, that's going to be a, a not easy seat to fill because no. uh, that's a guy who helped an indoor get built. Uh, oh, yeah. He's brought, I mean, men's basketball, football, um, softball, like their programs yeah, are all on, all on a rise right now. That's a good hire from West Virginia, I'll tell you that much, because yep. um, they're a program in need um, of some stability. So, yeah, no, that's going to be something to watch. And also, I mean, obviously we're kind of set on Seth the Trail's future right now, but typically new AD, I don't, he's not exactly wedded to head coaches right. when yeah. they come in. Obviously he's fine for now. He's in the, he's I, in the I think he's, Yeah, I think next year right, would next be. Right, next year is when it starts to get a little interesting, right? right? It could be like I mean, they could be 7-5 and five and be fine again, but – New hires, new administration. Typically, is when you start to see, you know, changes in changes, staffs, right? They want and, their guy, right? right? And so they want to put right. their stamp on. And football is typically how you do that. But so. it, it won't be anything that happens this cycle because yeah, whoever yeah. replaces Ren's going to be hired way too late to yep. start all that. Right. Everything 100%. would be, you know. So if it wasn't already guaranteed, which I it was, it was, uh, it is now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, All good, right. Good bit of a uh, good bit of a uh, cap off. The yeah. News dropped about noon or so today. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mallory, let's get into our games. Football. We have some football games. Our last, uh, I guess, quote unquote, regular season games. Yeah, we only have two. two? Can you believe we've made it to this point? Ooh. That's crazy to me. I feel. Yeah, Craven and I were talking about this last night. We were like, feels like we were just in El Paso, like a week ago. Right. Enjoying some L and J's Cafe and, and back here talking to Taylor <laughs> Bryan at North Texas. Now we're in Louisville. <laughs> now we're in. <laughs> yes. Now we are. We are sitting in a. Why'd very you say what that? We are sitting in a in a hot rat infested studio right now. <laughs> but could be, we have rats, by the way. Um, they're everywhere. So if you don't see the Rutgers beanbag, <laughs> the rat chewed through the Rutgers beanbag. So there's there's that. Yeah, but we don't have a Rutgers uh, beanbag. <laughs> 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 so. 
It, Anyways. It thought it stood awesome. R for rat. <laughs> it's my beanbag, you know? Um, listen, I'm from the country. This mouse stuff doesn't bother me. I was like, no, it doesn't. But we're also on the second floor. So I don't, even know, I don't know how anything <laughs> like, got in here. Logistically, but, you know, I don't know how that works. Roofs. Yeah, I yeah, guess so. Jumps. Like, from, there's a tree right yeah, there. I dude, guess jumped those things are athletes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Enough sign about up, our rodent infestation <laughs> in the <this laughs> studio. Yeah. Anyways, let's, uh, let's get on to why we're actually uh, here. <laughs> let's talk about the first... And the second-to-last, I guess, uh, championship preview, the Big 12 championship is happening this Saturday at 11 a.m. TCU taking on Kansas State in Arlington, I believe, yep. mm -hmm. at AT&T Stadium, Jerry World. TCU coming in as two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is set at 62. And, Craven, you're going to be there. I will be there. Second meeting between these two teams. TCU won the first one, 38-28, on October 22nd. That was the big comeback victory. Mm -hmm. Kansas State up 28-10 mm -hmm. uh, in the first half. Adrian Martinez, Will Howard go out. TCU uh, makes a roaring comeback. I was at the press conference on Tuesday uh, with Sonny Dykes, and what I found interesting is he talked as a head coach, this will be the first time he's prepared for an opponent twice. Uh, even as an assistant, he kind of harkened back on the uh, Navarro college days. Of the <laughs> last time he's really had to do it, because in the JUCO level, you end up, you know, seeing a different team. You're seeing the same team in a conference championship game as you see regularly. Uh, I think Oklahoma, as an analyst in 2017 when he was at TCU, mm -hmm. is another example of that. But it, it's a unique situation, and it's odd because they played just enough far away to where you can't take a lot of that stuff in. Their right. offense is completely different. That's the game where Adrian Martinez went down. So now that offense has been geared more to what Will Howard uh, does well. Uh, but I, I, he did talk about how it kind of becomes a, you know, a chess match a little bit. Mm -hmm. of You know the plays that worked well the first time, and you know that that other team's going to really work on you know eliminating those type of plays. So do you add some, um, some motion and different formations to get that play off? Uh, in the same way. And so that, that chess match is going to be um, interesting to watch. And and then the other part of this is, can TCU lose this game and still make the college football playoff? Yeah. And it, it, it feels like they're super right intriguing. There. It's going to be it's, – it's, if it's a close game, I think yeah. they're in. Mm -hmm. If they too. get blown out, I think Ohio State gets in or Alabama or something like right. that. And so it's interesting that the Big 12 championship game was created because TCU was left out without having one, and it could be the thing that demises them you know, this year, and that's just how college football goes. But what what's interesting to me is, like, it doesn't feel too big for these guys. Right. Like, it's almost like it's a dream, and they're not, they're not even really, like, fully taking it in yet sure. for the pressure to get on them. Sure. You know, like, playing for a Big 12 championship is enough pressure. Mm -hmm. it's, they it's, get to stay home. It's above their expectations already. Yeah. So they're playing with free money. Anybody who's been to a casino and won mm -hmm. bit, you know, like it, right. the pressure goes away when it's not your money. And mm -hmm. so it does feel like they've they've uh, taken that kind of feel to this and it, it looked like a sounded like a team that's pretty loose and ready to go play this football game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do know that uh, Deuce Vaughn was battling some injury last time as well. Um, Quentin Johnston's been battling injury yeah. recently. So like that's going to be kind of an offensive I won't say swing in Kent State's favor, but obviously that's a different dynamic heading mm -hmm. into this one. I do like the, the it's interesting point about the playoff because that was a big discussion when you saw Alabama, uh, Ohio State at five and then Alabama at six, I believe. And everybody kind of penciled this game in before Ohio State lost to like, okay, if TCU loses, then who are they going to bump in, right? Mm -hmm. Who are they going to – after that loss, 
granted, it's people picking, so like they could just make up whatever logic and right. they do it anyway. It's an invitational, right? Exactly, it's an yeah. invitational. Yeah. So like they could literally just do it anyway uh, if they wanted. TCU could win this game, and then literally they could be like, yeah, but sure. Ohio State goes right. But obviously, oh. you know, if they win, they're so more or less bad. in, more than guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the op- the I- the idea of like this TCU team that's been counted out every single week, right? It was like, when's it going to end? When's Max Duggan going to have the quote-unquote Max Duggan game, right? Mm-hmm. When Sonny Dyke's going to turn into November Sonny, right? That was There's literally all these narratives that kept kept going on with this TCU team, and they just won. They just continue to win, find different ways. Quentin Johnson's out, doesn't matter. You know, we'll figure out guys. Savion Williams, somebody, well, Tay Barber will come in and just, like, turn the offense around in a different way. Oh, the offense is working? Okay, the defense will make a play here and there. We'll lean on the running game this week. We'll lean on Kendra Miller, things like that. And so – I don't know. This one's going to be – it's hard to ha- have a pick because Kansas State had them on the ropes in that yep. first game, right? 100%. And so now that they're fully kind of realizing that Will Howard uh, style of offense as opposed to the dual threat kind of uh, with Adrian Martinez, what does it look like? I don't know. I will say TCU's also coming off their best performance of the year. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, that's something as well. So, I feel like we're getting both teams similarly uh, at their peak. Obviously, Kansas State's not 100% healthy, but still, they well, they're still looked really good the past couple weeks as well. To that point, is TCU healthy? No, absolutely not. No. Right? I mean, no, absolutely not. And nobody no. is at sure. this stage of the of the year, but TCU's disadvantage is that their bye week was way back in week three. For sure. sure. You know, For so sure. they've played eight, nine weeks of football straight in a row. The the good thing, though, is that they blew out Iowa State last week in a fashion that allowed Kendra Miller and a few yes. other guys to get some, some rest. rest. Mm-hmm. And Kendra at, at the press conference yesterday says he feels, you know, of course he's going to say this, but yeah. he says he feels better this week than he has in about a month. You sure. know, and Quentin yeah. Johnston, you know, Sonny Dyke said the same thing about him because they were able to throttle them back mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. And so maybe that plays in, in, in a factor. But it, you would just imagine that the stakes carry you through. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. like. I was talking. I I did a story on uh, Travis Hodges Thomason mm-hmm. yesterday, and if you look back at him, he's gone five and seven, six and four, five and seven mm. in his in his college career. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're basically a five hundred team since they've been there. They're twelve and zero and on the doorstep of doing something no other program in the state has done before. I don't think they're feeling anything. Sure, no. you know, you could hit them with a bat, and <laughs> I'm not sure that they would feel it because they're just. You don't get. This is what you do it for, right? Yeah. Like this is what you dream about since you're three years old. If you got to suck up a couple injuries and do it, you know, different between hurt and injured. You know, yeah, and, for sure. And but yeah, I just think it's one of those where you know I think on Sunday it'll really hit them. Yeah. But right now it's just such a big deal that they're they don't they're even numb feel to it. it. You know, it's crazy too. Uh, when my dad and I watched the Michigan State Penn State game this weekend, Ohio we State. already have. Oh, sorry, Michigan. Sorry. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State and Penn State. You know, we've we Michigan State's already been riddled with injuries all mm-hmm. year. I I kid you not, there are at least six guys that went down from Michigan State, and I'm like. They're, they're just done. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They're just done. But then when you look like, at a team like TCU and they're, they've got injuries, but they're still willing to get out there and play. I mean, mm-hmm. we were on like our third string everything yeah. in the Michigan State game. It's, it's obvious that like they have something to play for, mm-hmm. you know, and like these injuries are not going to affect them as much as it would against a team that just doesn't have anything to play for. It's, it's a mindset, too, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And somebody like a Quentin Johnston who – you know, is having the breakout year that literally we've been waiting for him to have, right? Every year you looked at that TCU team mm-hmm. and said, yeah, if they can get Quentin Johnson involved, there's, this, this offense is, is awesome, and they never did, right? And now we're finally starting – I'm trying to look – I'm trying to find his career numbers. 
400 yards, 2020, 487. Last year, 612. This year, 764, right? And he's missed games this year, yeah. right? Yeah, and so, crazy. like, the fact that he's at a career high probably could be approaching close to 1,000 if he plays the entire year. Like, he's having the – so, yeah, obviously he's going to be trying to get back. And like Mallory said, if he if it wasn't right, if they were going to the whatever bowl, like the he, who he, would he'd he already be, be de- he'd already be declared. I was about to say he'd be he'd be yeah. pulling uh, he'd be pulling some yeah. Uh, he's like yeah, I'm out. All right, he'd be thanks. Tyree Wilson. Right, right. Except you know Tyree Wilson, you know, is kind of probably actually hurt. But you know what I'm saying. Well, but, I mean, so is Quinn. True, true. You know what you, I mean? Yeah, like, I get what you mean. You know. I get what you mean. He wouldn't be like trying to rehab. Right. Him, but, There's yeah. no reason to hurry yourself back right. when you got an yeah. NFL future. Exactly. Right. So right. unless you're playing for national championships. This, this exactly. This these stakes exactly. So yeah, I'm, I, I for his sake, I hope he can because he deserves this this yes. platform. He's been talked about as like one of the top three five receivers in the country and they're just better with him on the field even if he's not doing anything because you have, have to pay attention it's to what him. i like to call the <laughs> in certain situations what gavin hardison had last year utep the effort ball yeah yep. it's like oh nobody's effort <laughs> quentin johnson right yep. it's like doesn't matter he's covered effort like right. I'm, yep. under, I'm under pressure whatever like it's just you just throw the throw the ball down there and there you go boom he's right there he's six four six five can bully ball anybody it's good right. to go so yeah. can out jump yeah anybody any, on anybody. the field so yeah exactly. i hope we get to see him at least one more time hopefully two three more times we'll and see. all um, that said yeah it's gonna come down to how they tackle deuce vaughn oh 100 100 deuce vaughn is yeah he's, <laughs> he's that good like he, he, he can change this game and it's not just out of the backfield running the football it's mm-hmm. out of the backfield catching the football chris Kleiman and that group does such a good job of getting him the ball yeah in different circumstances and different coverages and different positions that's the thing TCU is most worried about going into Saturday. Yeah. What was the over/under on this one? It was 62. 62. Take the over. I would take the over. In you my think opinion. so? I think so. I don't know. I'm not the gambling expert. Yeah. I would take the over. I'm one. stumped on this one. Really? Like I, I have. It's, I don't. I don't know. I think yeah. indoors. I think this game was what 38, 28 last time. Yeah. Yeah. I was the fr- Yeah. I. I would say take the over. Yeah. I really would. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. Ish. Ish is cornered. Let's go. Ish's, Ish's <laughs> we got to think of a better name, though. It Craven's Corner just it just flows yeah. so well. We'll, we'll workshop know? it. That's we'll we'll workshop it during the off season. <laughs> we don't have time for that right now. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to our last conference championship preview rematch. Another rematch: UTSA playing North Texas at the Alamo Dome this Friday at six thirty. You can watch it on CBS SN. And UTSA coming in as eight and a half point favorites. The over under is set at sixty nine. Nice. Yeah, I, I can't feel my chest on this one. This feels like the biggest game, you know, just because of the rivalry sure. and, and all that it's kind of stuff. The last, you know, it's going to be harder to win conference championships this than feels the American. Like, this feels like Ollie Frazier. Yeah, like, like the styles, like George, like 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 UNT's Frazier, right. and then U, uh, UTSA's like the. I, I think I just imagine Frank Harris in the boxing <laughs> ring, and so it's like yeah, Frank Harris is kind of like dodging everything and like trying to, <laughs> trying to to w- wiggle his way out of uh, yeah. against that pass rush, things like that. No, I just the, got off the phone with him. Really? Because uh, yeah. we're doing That's a story. Right. Yeah. We're doing a story because Austin Ani and Frank Harris combined is yes. fifty-two years old, which. According to my research, is the oldest ever quarterback matchup in college football. It's even more than like Winky Heupel and Man. and stuff like that. So that's wild. Uh, 
he was pretty excited about it. <laughs> he wanted. He was like, "Well, that's mostly because of the other side." You know? <laughs> yeah, he made sure to throw that. He was like, "I'm, I'm not even that sure. old." I'm like, like, sure I'm not. Yeah. That, I'm a grad. I'm, I'm 23. <laughs> you know, like I'm the appropriate age for I'm a, a redshirt quarterback. That's uh, incredible. But I mean, this game, you go back and watch it, and that eight and a half point spread feels too much. Right. You know, North Texas yeah. beat down UTSA at the end of last year. They were right there, 15 seconds away from winning the, this game earlier in the year in San Antonio. So playing in the Alamo Dome is not going to impact this team. Austinani had over 300 yards in that game. Frank Harris had over 300 yards of total offense in that game because he ran for 75. The thing was, though, that North Texas, who's usually a pretty good running football team, yep. had 22 yards rushing on, what, 21 carries? You Something know? like that. Averaged about a yard a carry, and so – I would imagine the Mean Green are excited to prove that they are a more physical football team yep. and better at running the football they than they showed to. in that. Yeah. UTSA is going to have to be prepared. And then it's just, you know, if you're the Roadrunners, you, you just got to hope, you just drag them into deep water mm-hmm. and hope Frank Harris has the ball last because, sure. you know, history suggests <laughs> that if Frank Harris has the ball last with a chance to win, UTSA might as well pick up the trophy. Right. I think. To me, for UTSA, the pressure comes with obviously being the favorite, but like this could cement this brief run, this two-year run, as like one of the best group of five runs we've seen like in the past couple years. Like outside of like UCF, right? Like literally vying for a national title under under Scott Frost and all that. Like you're looking at this UTSA squad among any of the runs, right? You're because because if you win this game, you're 12-2 12-2 and two, and then 11-2 and two going into a bowl, right? Yeah. Two years. That's stupid insane. Mm-hmm. That's stupid yeah. insane for a group They have of like the fifth or sixth best record over the last two years of anybody. It's like Georgia, Ohio right. State, UTSA. Like, like. And again, like, and if they lose this game, they'll still have that record, but it is a little bit diminished because it's like, uh, remember when we lost the conference title, though? Remember? Yeah. There's this is this is like a legacy game for mm-hmm. a lot of these guys for a Frank Harris right because if this is his, if this is his last game right remember he did participate in in senior day activities yep. so if this yep. is his last game boom sail into the sunset right mm-hmm. statue is going to get built right outside that st- facility soon you know <laughs> soon after he leaves yeah I already put a hundred dollars on there <laughs> exactly he's going to have Mike Craven on like his on like his uh, shoulder pad or yeah. whatever yeah. <laughs> the little inscription yeah. um, uh, he can all and I him there you go um, but we'll like get him back for another year yeah <laughs> there you go right exactly <laughs> just bring him back um, but this is a legacy game for this program 100%. right 100% and if you're UNT this is a hold on hold on just a couple years ago, we were this program, right? There's a, this is a pride, like in addition to a championship, this is a pride for UNT because UTSA just came in and just like stole the thunder yep. from UNT, who was this program a couple years ago when Seth Luttrell was fending off Kansas State for a head coaching yep. job, right? And so there's so much in this game, right? There's the rivalry. There's the intrastate thing, even if you just take away the rivalry, just two Texas schools in general, two head coaches who are completely different styles, two play styles, two legacy. Like, I don't know. There's so much, so many storylines in this game. Alamo Dome's going to be insane. Yeah, like, we Dome's, thought last year was going to be awesome. Right. This that one's going to be good. I was about right. to say, this one's going to be even wilder because yeah. UNT's going to bring a party down as well. Right. It's, ah, it's yeah. On, it's at a Friday night. You know, That's a good so point. it's, it's yeah. gonna get. It's, it's gonna be fun. It's not on stadium. It's gonna. It's not, it's on, not stadium. on stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's be, it's I'm so you know excited. what's wild? What's wild? We thought UTSA would be here. Sure, sure. This North Texas team was one in five. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. 
I, wild. I've said this before, so I don't I don't mind saying it. I wrote a Seth Luttrell fired from North Texas story after the in Marshall the, game in the press box yep. of the Marshall game mm-hmm. yep. because that's how bad it was. Yep. Flash forward a couple games 13, later, 14 months. Man. They're playing for a conference they're, championship. They're playing for a conference USA championship. Mm. I, I don't know if enough can be said of the job Seth Luttrell and those guys have done to keep that locker room together and to come out on the other side of it is just it's just frankly impressive. There's yeah. no other way to put it. And Austin Ani, like we talk about yeah, him you know, too. He, the the work he's put in, yeah. right? Like cause every year Seth Luttrell can say, Yeah, he was my guy. And he brought in quarterbacks every offseason <laughs> right. since uh uh Mason Vine left. Every single offseason. He brought in Grant Gunnell this past year. He brought in I forgot the guy a couple years ago, JD Head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he yep. brought in three this offseason. Stone Earl. Yeah, he wanted to co- he wanted to have some guy knock him off, right? But he just didn't – none of those guys could beat him out. And now, at the time, you know, when when they were getting pummeled by UNLV, maybe it was like, oh, maybe there's time to make a change. But as the season went along, you're like, oh, no, this guy just actually improved and, like, yeah. actually a really good quarterback. And the running game is just stellar. They have playmakers on the outside now. Yeah. The defense is ferocious at times. Like, this is going to be wild. And now UTSA is a little healthier, right? Obviously, compared to that that week that they played, that was yes, kinda, they are more healthy. Than that they was were that was Frank Harris that. pulling a rabbit out of his hat. Yeah. This one's definitely a full, not full, but like you know, as full healthy as probably anybody is at this time of year, going against each other. And this might be like, again, we can talk about the Big Twelve title game. I don't know. This is probably the conference championship I'm looking most forward to. Two Texas teams too. Two Texas teams, but fantastic. even the, the whole, out of the whole weekend. Right, because I'm not looking forward to much, like who's, I don't know who's playing in the Big Ten championship. I'm not really. I don't really. Northwestern, Michigan, Michigan and Purdue. Purdue I, you Purdue. could not have like Purdue. lowered my expectation anymore than you just did by naming Purdue. Um, well, I, I tweeted too before after the Michigan game. I was like, that's unfortunate for them. They got to play an unranked opponent in the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly, the, yeah. the Ohio State game was their peak, and like right. now they're just but like there's no expectation. There's no other. There's no other co- outside of TCU and Kansas State. If I, I'm just not interested in the SEC's any, not going to be interesting. I'm not I interested mean, like in Georgia and LSU, right? Not re- I think Georgia's going to. Uh, yeah, Georgia's we'll going to roll them. I yeah. Think so. um, which it might be fun if you're into prospects and uh, talent yeah. and all that. But, <laughs> like, as far as, like, stylistically, talent wise, equaling each other, Definitely. right? Legacy, all that stuff rolled into one. I think this is like, to me, this is like my college football, right? This is yep. my idea of what I love about the sport. Yep. So this I'll be game, there too, this so. game is a very Republic of football. It yes, is. oh, it is. G five. Yes, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is a very on brand Republic of football thing. The only, the only thing we need is like the winner plays Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in yeah. El Paso. In El Paso. Uh-huh. Oh man. Casey Keeler goes to the winner, you yeah. know, or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am heartbroken yeah. because I won't be there. Yeah, you're going to be yes, – because uh, the Big 12 title decided to – the next to, morning. Uh, yeah. You know, if it was like 2.30, if the Big 12 mm-hmm. thing was the ne- 2.30 the next day, I'd, yeah. I'd probably go. Isn't it usually at night? I guess one of the Big 12 title games usually at night. I think it's because game day is going to be there, and there's so yeah. many – there's so much stakes to this. Like, That's I know fair, fans yeah. like the prime time, but the TV stations like the noon. Right. You know, like, they get better ratings there because people go out and have fun at night. Not me, but other people yeah. I hear do stuff on Saturday. Um, and I missed the Conference USA Championship game for UTSA last year because I was dying with the cold. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I have still yet to see my alma mater play <laughs> for a conference title, despite getting paid to watch my alma mater play football. So tough, tough break for me. Yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you some pics. I hate worry. you right now, Mallory. Yeah, Mallory. I'm so excited. Mallory will be in the building for that one, so. which is good for UTSA because last time Mallory was in the building to watch UTSA North Texas 
Frank Harris happened at 15 seconds left. So, you want to know the two North the you don't you want to know the uh, the two UTSA games that I have seen this year was the or I guess in in, in my lifetime I've seen oh, two. Oh yeah, it yeah. was uh, it Houston. was when they lost to Houston yeah. and when they lost North Texas. Oh so my goodness! No, you. You were there when they beat North Texas, too, right? Or no, you didn't go to that, mm -mm. did you? Mm -mm. Oh, man. Oh, so she's putting the hex. Man, she's, she's putting the hex. 0-2. UTSA is 0-2 with Mallory Hartley there. <laughs> she's, she's putting the hex on them. Man. You know, though, it's even though I'm a North Texas fan, like, I've t Pickle and I have talked about this, like, I'm just – I love UTSA, too. Tra Jeff Trailer, Frank Harris, it's Jeff been Traylor, so man. fun to watch them it's this whole season. So I need him to leave because I can't hate this program. I know. I'm trying there. to go into this game <laughs> as a neutral – College football loving fan. I think that's my mindset going yeah. into this game. Is I, it, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. yeah. As a Texas State fan, I need him to go because it's, <laughs> it's not. You ain't have too, anyone to watch this nice, weekend. <laughs> he's too nice of a guy and he's too good of a coach for me to for me to dislike UTSA. I so, know. You yeah. can't. You and can. Frank Harris, too. I can't. Who hates that smile? Come on now. That guy's I great. That's true. So, that's true. I love uh, it. You know what Frank Harris told me today? Yeah. He gets really nervous presenting to class. And I found Aww. that to That's be so he was adorable. Like, he was like, <laughs> that he is was a like, He was like, with a helmet on in front of thirty thousand people, not bothered at all. Yeah, twenty people, and I got to give him presentation. Class, yeah. <laughs> I my hands start sweating and all, and I, Aww. I mean, I that was great. He's got to send like. Katie Davis after him in the, in the middle of the in the middle of class, and he'll just start like giving that presentation flawlessly. God, that's so good. That would just be the greatest. Running in a circle in front of class. I, God, that would have been such a great Conference USA commercial. Oh, that, I know, right? Oh that's man, so good. Conference USA, come on now. Holler at your boy. We we had some ideas. Come on now, that's or I guess so AAC now would be. I was I was gonna say, isn't that kind of funny that like the two teams playing the Conference USA championship are not gonna be? Do there you think? Next do you think the commissioner like, just gonna leave it on the field and have whoever I mean, pick it up? Basically, yeah. She basically did that last year. <laughs> I was say, yes, she basically yes. did that to trailer last year. So uh, this time she made us walk out the building. You know? <laughs> it's in my yeah, car like still. She just she just tells whoever. I forgot it at home, man. It's all good. It's fine. Go pick it up. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, we'll mail it to you. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, I'll be down the road uh, at U yeah, Alamo Stadium, so I'll hopefully I'll be able to hear the roar from oh, whoever. Hey. Be at roof a off the that's a nice best stadium in yeah. South Alamo Texas, stadium man. Gorgeous, it's awesome. So. Dripping yeah. Springs and Austin Vandegrift? No, that's in Gupton in Austin. I will be at, this is Cal Allen and Bernie? Oh, I think. Okay, nice. Yeah. So yeah, still I'm a good game. Yeah, but yeah, be I'll be looking forward to hearing the roar from whoever, whatever fan base emerges from that. So yeah. <laughs> We'll see. If yeah. it's UTSA, it'll be a lot of honking. I was about to say, it's going to be a lot. That's what we do when we yeah, win. It's going to be the honking. It's going like the Spurs. On you know, we honk a lot. We like to drive around and honk. Yeah. <laughs> we just call very loudly. <laughs> you do that anyway. Yeah. That happens <laughs> when y'all. I was hearing that You're when y'all right. were one and five. Right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> All right. While we're on UNT, Mallory Hartley, what do we got with one yes. last thing? So, last night, uh, a couple of us went to an event. It was the North Texas Coaches Show at Rudy's Barbecue to present an award to head coach Seth Luttrell. And I will get into that award. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor North Texas with the first ever True Texan Team Award. This award recognizes the team with the highest percentage of Texas high school football players currently on their roster. And for the 2022 season, the Mean Green claimed the top spot out of all 12 FBS programs in Texas with 78%. UTSA and Texas were tied for second on that list. We at Dave Campbell's Texas football are all about Texas, and this award means a great deal to us uh, because it not only combines Texas high school 
football and college football, but it also recognizes the significance of keeping players at home. And with that being said, congratulations to the North Texas Mean Green once again for being honored with the True Texan Team Award presented by Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And as you can see there, that was right after the coaches show. We all threw up the talons except our good old friend Mike Craven over there. Mike Craven, why didn't you throw up the talons? Produce <laughs> to present Because I have award. journalistic <laughs> integrity. Ah, good Lord. <laughs> Lord. If anybody can find a picture of me working with the UTSA sign up, I'll That's I'll take fair. that back, but I don't do that either. That's fair. That's it's fair. a good picture though, right? It is a good picture. That's I look short because Rob's next to me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All um, six three of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a that was kind of a cool we uh, we did that. Um and Rudy you know, we calculated the numbers. We actually did that for every single twelve FBS program, of course. Not um, we and I was about to say you could take credit for that. Well, yeah. I, Teach I, your own You horn. Mallory Hartley counted all these oh. damn rosters yeah. <laughs> and put together the numbers. Four times. Yes. Four, I did. Four Take some credit for that. that right. That's not fun work. No. No. We, I crunched the numbers, and, and uh, Rudy came up with the great idea um, to actually, you know, present this as an award to mm -hmm. North Texas, so we ended up doing that last night. Um, but I did make a graphic as well of all 12, where all 12 of the FBS programs do stand, so we'll go ahead and – Throw that up right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Salesman Rudy yeah. for oh. that idea. Yeah. Did you hear about this? No. So <laughs> Mallory, Ma this is the best part of what happened last night, in my opinion. <laughs> Mallory's on live radio, and they put her on the spot. They, like, kept asking her questions. She had had her prepared statement. She had done her thing. She sure. was ready to be done, and they, like, kept peppering her. And one of the things was like, introduce us to all the Dave Campbell's people. That was the last. Okay, that was the last question. Yeah, I was fine on all the other yeah. questions. Like all the other questions, sure. I was like, boom, I got this. The last question, I was like, because like who remembers is, everybody's title? What is Rudy's right? title? Like, you know, like and all that kind of stuff. So he goes, hey, "This is one of our salesmen, Rudy." You know, <laughs> another one of our salesmen, Rob. And it was just like I was like I, I felt, was like crying. I uh, felt so bad. No, it was because, hilarious. Like, because I just President I just blanked really quick. <laughs> so I blanked, and then I couldn't say Rob's title because I didn't say Rudy's title. Right. So I was just like. Two uh, great was, salesmen, no, it, it was, Robin Rudy. It was so good. <laughs> it was good. It was Anyways. so good. It was oh, the laugh awesome. we all needed. That is excellent. It was Mallory, fun. you're a gem. Yeah. <laughs> you're a gem. I was like blushing. I was like, oh, man. They're, I'm going to walk back there and be like, man, you're fired. Yeah, like, I, was, I was about to say, they walked back and like, by the way, you're By the way, your job title <laughs> is unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was gonna happen. I was Salesman like, Rudy is firing unemployed myself. Mallory. <laughs> I just uh, screwed this up for myself so oh, bad. It was so great. Anyway, it, it was. So uh, thank you to North Texas for hosting oh, us. That was awesome. that was really yeah. really cool. I got you, text so messages right away from other coaches like, "Hey, what is this?" You know, like, <laughs> right. Right. Hey, because in this state, baby. you know, jokes aside, yeah. in this state, we take a lot of pride oh, in producing high school talent, but yeah. keeping it in the state. There mm -hmm. is nothing worse, in my opinion. Than like turning on a Big Ten football game and watching guys that we used to cover Jackson, on a Smith and Jigba, you know and it's like man how did State. like we got football here like this is why no one this is why TCU may become the first team in the state to go to the college football playoff because right. a lot of our best players leave the state right. um, and so I, I think it's cool it's it's a cool visual yeah just without the award just to kind of see and it, and it makes sense it puts some stuff in perspective UTEP. Right. is last on the list. Well, they're also way over there. They're in right? El Paso, and right. they do a lot of JUCO recruiting, so mm -hmm. that makes sense. Rice is second to last on the list. Well, they have a different academic standard than everybody else has, so that, that makes a little bit of sense. I was surprised Texas was number two on the list mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just because they too. nationally recruit so much. I wasn't so surprised A&M is middle of the pack mm -hmm. because they nationally recruit um, so much. You can also see where some new coaches are probably going to fix some stuff, yep. right? right? You know, like Texas Tech is going to move up. 
uh, mm-hmm. on that list. You know, I was surprised it was 72 percent uh, considering Matt Wells's Matt Wells, yeah. you know reputation of not recruiting sure. in right. the state so much. And so uh, I think it's going to be a fun thing to watch move over the years and see how it adjusts, who goes up, who's go- who goes down, who stays flat. And it was fun to see uh, Texas State care about it and promote it North and Texas. that kind of st- North Texas. Sorry, I'm everything in my life right now. Is I was about, about to Texas say, State <laughs> coaching Texas State. Uh, North Texas, you know, kind of embrace it and, and enjoy it and put it out there on their social media channels. It was yeah. a, it's a it's a cool thing. And also, a Oklahoma lifer getting in. Right? Yeah, Seth Latrell yeah. recruiting the state better than anybody. Yeah, right? he right. said he was going to take it to coaching school and just put it down. Oh, that you know, was just the like best drop it. And like Adam was like, panel. make it a medallion and just wear it around. <laughs> you know, and so like I just want to see Seth Latrell walking around San Antonio Convention Center. With that true Texan team yes. award yeah. hanging around his neck, oh, that's I'm, awesome. I'm really excited because I I think seeing how much traction this award got, I'm I'm really excited to kind of make this one of the just the 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 things that we do here every yeah. single year. You know, yeah. not excited. I have to crunch the numbers again next year, but the result is great. <laughs> you know, you know, you got to do the, the the work to get the results. So yeah, that was, was that cool. was your reward for doing the work is finding out that you yeah. you could present in North Texas this year. Yeah, so and there then, you go. Uh, that was your that was your call our salesman salesman instead yeah. of uh, by their actual title. Yeah. So <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, all right, was well, that do it for today, guys? Yeah, I think all right. so. Cool. With that being said, we have interviewed 12 of the eventual 13 FBS head coaches. Please, Jimbo Fisher, you need an offensive coordinator, man. We got names. We got a Rolodex. Mike Craven has numbers. We can hook you up, man. It's a one phone call away. Please, just don't hire a yes man. Hire somebody. Go get a Cliff Kingsbury. He might need a job. Man. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be great, right? That would be fun. That'd be awesome. Do that, please. I don't know. I don't, that's where we can't help you. We don't have his number. But, you know, we can. you should hire him anyway. Jake Spavadol does. Jake Spavadol does. Hire Jake Spavadol, too. I don't know, man. Come on now. Uh, keep him in the state. I want Jake Spavadol to stay yeah. around. Um, so, yeah, please give us a call. And I don't have the beanbag because the rat ate it. <laughs> but go Rutgers. <laughs> Great season. <laughs>